game is never over till the end. Deshaun Lowe's right side. Whenever that clock strikes zero. Caught DeAndre Hopkins. Touchdown, Houston. It's Texans All Access. Texans All Access presented by Daikin, keeping Houstonians comfortable with the latest cooling and heating products designed to save energy and improve indoor air quality inside your home. Check out their outstanding limited warranties and financing options at your local dealer and learn more at DaikinLovesHouston.com. D-A-I-K-I-N LovesHouston.com. Daikin. Here's the show. Is never over till the end. Deshaun Lowe's right side. Whenever that clock strikes zero. Caught DeAndre Hopkins. Touchdown, Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Game day is every day. I go to the end of us. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Fight for it, intercepted. He's got it. How about that? Now, from inside NRG Stadium, it's Texans All Access. Presented by Geico. Actually, we're not inside NRG Stadium. We are inside Fuddruckers at 59 and Wesleyan because it's a special edition of the Fuddruckers show that we moved to Monday because tomorrow is New Year's Eve. And plus also, we wanted to get this playoff week started a little bit earlier because we've got a lot to talk about this week with the Texans hosting the Bills on Saturday at 3.35 p.m. No surprises there. Wild card week begins. And, you know, Cecil was here for the first hour. Yep. And I really feel for him because he's gone through a number of years where the teams that he's played on have not been in the postseason. And my first two seasons with the Texans, they were not in the playoffs. So that first year, which was also Cecil's first year, that the Texans made the postseason, it just felt so great mm-hmm. to come in on this day and you see the other teams, players are cleaning out their lockers, coaches are getting fired. It's just like doom and, and death across the – not death, but you know what I'm saying. It's, it's like doomsday, NFL death. death. It's Black death. Monday yeah. for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice to know that you've got more football coming because you're just one of a few teams in the league that's all in the practice field this week. It's great. It is so special. It is really never special. to be taken for granted. And, you know, people act like, well, you've never listened. They've been to the divisional round three times. That's not unbelievably great, but it's not bad either. And you have to find a way to get back this year because we don't want to see this happen again. What happened last year, obviously, I think the Chiefs game still lingers in people's brains. You know, the year after that with Brock Osweiler, he actually beat Oakland, went to the divisional round and you were flirting with success against the Patriots for a half. But the thing is this, you have your best team. You know, Bill O'Brien was asked that today, is this your best team? And he wasn't going to go there. He wasn't going to declare this his best team. Because <laughs> I was chuckling on the inside when that question. It was a good question. Yeah. But I was, on the inside, I was like, he's, it's not, inter- he's not going to answer Well, that. it's interesting yeah. how he did but answer it. Was it was a good be- question. Because yeah. he did, the way he phrased it, you know that he feels really good about this team. Yeah, he's not going to yeah. say it's the best team, obviously. But he feels really good about this team. And it's a completely different team from last year's team mm-hmm. that lost at the first round. Which it is, because it's completely different from the team that we saw you know, in the, in the offseason. Right. Once week one hit, we had all these new players, Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, Laramie Tunsil, Kenny Stills, and then we've added all these new guys in the secondary throughout the year. This is a completely different year, a different team than what we started out with. I think this team, the high ceiling, it's there. There's no question. they got to put it all together. The thing, and look, it doesn't make me feel better that they haven't put together the total complete 60-minute masterpiece yet this year. Yet, I really feel like it's out there for this team, and I feel like they have a chance to do it. Now, are they going to do it? They're running out of time. I mean, you, you have a playoff game Saturday. If you don't win that, you're done for the year. 
So maybe it happens Saturday. Maybe they finally put it all together. They've had some really good performances this year. They've had some really nice wins. Look, you don't win 10 games in this league against a schedule like this without being a good football team. Look at the schedule. Remember how we all felt when it came out and you, you were thinking oh, you got to go to Kansas hey, City? If you believe everything you read on Twitter, this mm. was a seven-win ball club, a six-win. I mean, I, I'd like to take receipts of see, like the folks back in late August were saying, they're not winning more yeah. seven games. You know, like no, there was, eight, it was eight, a tough schedule. And, right. It was a tough schedule. And they went, they went 10 games this year with that schedule. They yeah. went on the road. They beat Kansas City. They went on the road. They beat Tennessee, a hot, hot, hot Tennessee team. You know, London, the Jaguars are what the Jaguars are, but that's a totally weird experience, totally weird trip, and it's maybe the most complete game they played all season They were long. still going good then, the Jaguars. That yeah. was the beginning of the end for the Jaguars, Absolutely. that trip. And then the Patriots come to town, and everyone pencils in a, a game against Patriots. Oh, the Texans are going to lose that. They hammered them for most of that contest, mm-hmm. let them back in at the end, but you still win mm-hmm. almost handily. I mean, there have been, it's like you're saying, some good wins this season. A lot of people were just like, nope, they're not going to do anything. And now I know it has to happen in January. There's a lot of mistrust. It's understandable because of what's happened in previous Januaries. But just to write them off, Mm. I think that's a little foolhardy. You know, I get having this sort of sports fan angst because we all have that to a degree. The goal is to win it all, and they haven't done it. That's understandable. But don't let that diminish your excitement. You know Mm. what I mean? Your excitement for being here, like we said, and that's how you began this conversation, be grateful. It's a chance. It's another opportunity to go, a chance to advance. And, you know, Cecil was right. Black Monday is a reality for so many teams in this league or just, all right, we didn't get there this year and we're going to regroup and try it again next year. Look, you cannot go anywhere unless you're here at this starting line of the postseason and let's just see how they can fare. At least they're playing at home Saturday afternoon, 335. DP put it perfectly. Her first two years, you know, mm. this is a, a bad Monday. Same, as, same for me. My first two seasons – you're, you're covering the what's next and what just happened, whereas now you get to cover a game. I mean, it's yeah. it's so refreshing. to Every game you get to cover is a great, great thing because yeah. the offseason sucks. Like, there's it's very no long. Way. It's it very sucks, long. Man. It's, it's yes. like seven, eight months of, geez, when's the season going to get here? Yeah. And it's here, and you don't want that thing to get away. You know what? I really feel it when you go out to practice. Yes, it feels so practice. special to be at practice because yeah. there's so much more media. There's so much more attention. There's yeah. not very many teams practicing this week. That's the thing. You realize you're one feels of the very only ones. Cool. And then if you're lucky enough to get into next week, it really ramps right. up because you're thinking, oh, my gosh, we're down to the final eight here, and you're part of that mix, and I'd love to be part of the final four. I want to <laughs> know what the yeah. following week mm-hmm. even feels like. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You can't get to any of those until you get through this week, and it's exciting nonetheless because you know, you've got your best team. You've got Deshaun Watson who, you know, is playing at the level that he's playing at. Yep. You've got offensive weapons that you've never had before. And this team is, you know, the fact that they got to rest some guys on Sunday health-wise, mm-hmm. even Bill O'Brien said, we came out you know, pretty good at this time of year compared to where we've been in the past. DeAndre Hopkins was so banged up last year oh, as well. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not perfect health-wise. And, you know, I'm, again, I was telling Johnny, and we were talking about this in the Bill O'Brien hour, the untold story, the untold or unanswered questions are, who was not going to play yesterday if you really did need that game? Mm. Like, who would have had to sit among names we know, among guys you would love to play? So we don't know the answer to that question, and maybe we find out Saturday. Maybe we don't. Maybe we see who's really banged up and unable to go against the Buffalo Bills. But, man, if you can get most of your guys back healthy, that would be so awesome. 
you know, you didn't have Stills, Watson, Hopkins yesterday, Fuller, obviously, Fells. You didn't have so many of your key players on offense. Tunsil. They'll be playing on Sunday. Most of these guys, anyway, should be, and that's going to be good. All right, speaking of guys that are injured and could they or could they not play, the big question this week is J.J. Watt. He's still on IR, but could he be activated? Bill O'Brien said he'll have to see how Watt is doing today and tomorrow as the team begins practice tomorrow. Here's what he said he wants to see before making a decision on Watt's return. Just continuing to build on what he did last week, you know, rep-wise, um, and, you know, some of the things that you would have to do relative to what his injury was, you know, just continuing to, to evaluate that with him, you know, in conjunction with him, see how he's feeling and things like that. So Watt is not on the injury report at the end of the day as limited or full because obviously he's still on IR. Once he's taken off IR and he's activated to the 53-man roster, then we'll see what his status is. It's something they're monitoring, but I think Mark – Put it perfectly in the first hour, like, what a disappointment if he does not come off IR <laughs> onto the active roster. Like, we've had a press conference on right. Christmas Eve. He's talked about it. it I mean, he's out I of think practice. The context clues are Context this clues clear, are pointing you know? all, but everybody's just waiting for them to pull the trigger and say, he's on the active roster. He will play. But you may have to wait a few more days to hear that. Yeah, you probably do. But look, we said this last week that barring a setback, he should be able to go. And he's doing more every day, I guess. And I guess a setback is a possibility, or maybe it's not a possibility until you have actual contact. And you're not going to have much of that until you get to the field on Saturday against the Buffalo Bills. And then once you are playing, is it an every down situation or every normal down that he would participate in situation? Is it only a pass rush situation? Are they going to have him in there on first and second down? Is he a situational guy? I don't know. We don't know. We're all going to find out together on Saturday. And Cecil mentioned it. Do you introduce the defense? Do you bring out? Of course out? you do. Yes, there's no. I mean, no I hope they don't do. I, do I hope they don't do the let's as run out group. as a team, which is great for team spirit. But team I just spirit. think, <laughs> I just think the crowd. I mean, it. I was watching NFL Network, and they said there's a few players in this league where when they make a play or do something on the field, it's like plugging um, something into a light socket into an outlet where it just charges the entire stadium. And I think. They mentioned Marshawn Lynch for the Seahawks, yeah. and the other one was J.J. Watt for the Texans. And with Lynch, the offense had last time they played a home game, the offense had been introduced, so they just did it again. Because normally it flips. You go offense one week, defense the next time yeah. you play. Well, the defense got introduced last yesterday, or got, got introduced yesterday. Whitney Merciless was the last guy out of the tunnel. Mm. So yeah. will they do it again? I kind of think they would. I, well, the, I think the place they would, would erupt. Too. I mean, look, I'll never forget when the Texans first got to the playoffs in 2011. Who walked out of the tunnel? Bum Phillips. Bum Phillips. And oh, what a moment. You, I mean, the place was so rocking. I mean, my, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. It was such a great moment to see Bum come out of the tunnel with the cowboy hat. And I just knew at that moment the Texans were not going to lose the game. I just knew that at that moment. My kid is uh, standing in he's front of He's miming the... Mark as yeah. he's talking, yeah. he's and it's so funny. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. He knows my whole he's game, He's doing by your the way. hand motions yeah, yeah. and doing it to you while you're talking. Yeah. He, he's, he's like, it's like looking in the mirror. Oh, what can I so say? it's so funny. Yeah. You know what I remember about that 2011 game was a Clay Walker coming out and singing 
Uh, it's football time in Texas. But at the end, it's he football said, time where Houston. are you new here in Houston? In Houston. I, I mean, yes, that's what I meant. Because it's football time in Amarillo. Because I was thinking about the line that he changed, which at the end was Houston, Texas. Are you ready for some playoffs? Oh, he did say that. And the place went bananas. Like, but you've heard that song so many times yeah. and everyone's just like, oh, here it is. But I mean, you heard that line because you weren't expecting it yeah. and you knew it was the playoffs. I mean, the, the place was just that might be. Besides that and the Cowboys, the the very first game in franchise history, I don't think I've ever heard it louder. As far as home games, that year, Atlanta, I remember, was super loud. <laughs> and how about Buffalo in 2014 well, when Bu- Watt returned the Watt fumble the pick, for a yes. touchdown? That was a fun uh, game, that, Or No, it was a pick six against the Bills. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the Colts game where he returned well, the fumble. That, that was also loud, too. But, but the Bills, that long pick six where he ran it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was not like the one against Cincinnati where they were close to the, uh, the their Titans goal line. The game, too, where he got the strip sack, I think, uh, and he, like, they recovered the fumble, and then two plays later he caught the touchdown against the Titans in 14. That was 14. Was that when Fitzpatrick threw the six touchdown passes? Yeah, and then, yeah. He, threw the, and then he threw the ball up into the suites and blew up the Death Star. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it was pretty loud. That was pretty, that was pretty fun. That's the greatest gift ever created in sure the history is. of gifts. That yeah. 2014 season had a lot of loud J.J. moments as well. So, I, I, I mean, yep. I, I know that this team has been winning without J.J. Watt. They've done a lot on defense with that. But, you know, you just have to respect, like Cecil said, when he's on the field, you yeah, know, what, a Hall how, of Fame player what offenses have to do thing, yeah. to game plan for him. All right. Uh, today, uh, Bill O'Brien was also asked about what happened 26 years ago when the Bills and the Oilers uh, faced each other in the playoffs for the biggest comeback in NFL history. And I just had to laugh at his response because it was literally, holy smokes. <laughs> that was a really long time ago. This is a very different team, very different year, very different opponent. Different franchise. Different franchise. Now, Drew, you were the only one out of the three of us living in Houston yeah. I mean, you were really young. I was in high school. Uh, but my husband talks about this game a lot because he's also a native Houstonian. And yeah, it was, I mean, it's it was shaped, just a rotten it's, day. It it's was, shaped a lot of Houston sports fans. It was I horrible. Think. I mean, I don't, but I don't have any I, – I don't think it, it doesn't really translate because it's here. Right. And that game was there. And that was the Titans, so we should put that on the exactly. Titans, not on the Texans. It was a different franchise, yeah. Because, yeah. hey, Earl Campbell and Warren Moon are up in their ring of honor in Tennessee. Exactly. So it was stupid. But anyways, yeah, it was, it was dumb, but I don't really – there's no real correlation, you know. No, there isn't. It, but it's an interesting take here where you have the professional history of football in Houston and how it applies to the Texans. The very first media guide in Texans history had Houston pro football records in there. Even though the records do belong to the Titans as the former Oilers, yeah. the records were in there. And I think, I don't know if they apply or not. I think certain situations apply. If the Texans were playing Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship game, for instance, that would be pretty cool to be yeah. able to beat them and get that monkey off your back because it was 40 years ago where you last took them on in an AFC championship game. You won't have that opportunity this year. I'll be okay with that. I'll take on anybody in the AFC championship game. Thank you very much. But there is a lot of – I get it why those conversations exist. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about Will Fuller. What do we expect to see from him? And uh, we'll also take a look at Buffalo, a first look. And then later on, the Texans 2020 schedule has been set. We know who all the opponents are. And then we definitely have to break down the AFC and NFC playoff picture and what we expect to see. That's all coming up. Texans All Access live from Fuddruckers. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans. It's the year-end sale at Mattress Firm. 
Don't miss savings of up to $600 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen and a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend just $4.99. And don't miss our hot buy. The Sleepy's Memory Foam Queen Mattress, now just $3.99. Visit mattressfirm.com or a store near you to try your perfect bed today. Your budget stretches further at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Hot buy offer available while supplies last. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this and that player does that. And I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. Keep up with the Houston Texans everywhere you go. Download the Texans mobile app. Welcome back. Texans All Access live from Fuddruckers, Wesleyan, and 59. We just gave away some Texans playoff tickets. Yes, we did. And, and Donna and Mr. Donna, Brett, they won the tickets, and they donated the tickets. They gave them away right here at Fuddruckers, where holiday magic happens. Oh, that's... Yes. <laughs> Speaking of giveaways, that's DB, really sweet. Yes. how much fun was that yesterday at the half? Ooh. You were just handing out all sorts of prizes. I was just prizes. handing out prizes. I was so nervous for that because I was—I didn't realize they said you're going to do a game show, like a game show sort of a thing on field, which you do during a lot of breaks uh-huh. in games, and you love doing. And I thought, I'm not really—that's not really my jam, but okay. And then I find out that it's like the entire halftime show. Yep. Like I was the halftime show, and I was—I uh, was pretty nervous, but that was a lot of fun actually. Once I, I ran into Toro today, and we were chatting about it, and I. I wish I'd commemorated it with a picture or something, because I don't know speaks? if I'll ever do it again. Toro, you know, he mimed it to me, oh, okay, like okay. How, how fun it was. Big, big motions. That was a lot of fun. I like those fan appreciation day games, because we were always giving out stuff. Came away with some loot. Super Bowl tickets yeah. yesterday. Pro Bowl tickets Pro Bowl yesterday. Tickets. Someone told me, don't worry about being nervous, because most of the time people are getting food or going to the bathroom at halftime. <laughs> I was like, well. <laughs> don't be I nervous. I mean, thanks, thanks. But there's still Damn, plenty of people in the seats watching what's happening. on television every week. You're doing the Verizon Unlimited show. But before. it's it's different when you're on the field and there's 70,000 people well, watching I, you, and it's live. When I've done the uh, Ring of Honor induction stuff mm-hmm. with Mr. McNair this past season. Oh, right. And Andre Johnson a couple of years ago, it is so different, especially since I'm out of breath, you know, hustling down from the broadcast booth. But then all of a sudden you're standing up there at a podium in front of the stadium and everybody's tuned in. And the thing that's really important to not think about is that you're on the video board because the video board is, you know, it's the, it's like two drive in movie theater screens. You know, side by side, and there you are. Drew's used to it because Drew's like, "This is nothing. This is I call this <laughs> a regular weekend activity." Okay, I, I have so much respect for Drew because I was supposed to head down there midway through the second quarter, and so the first half of the game, like I'm writing my stories, but in the back of my mind, I'm just, it's I'm thinking about it. And you did one of your games, either the press your luck or one of them, and I thought, how does Drew just make it look so easy? And I've probably seen you do that like a million times. Well, but see, the the thing is with Mark. You had names that you had to get right because everyone knew those names. Right. There have been a few times where I've done these <laughs> things on the field <laughs> where I've got to say four different names of people, and one of them is, you know, the wife of the person who's getting honored. And sometimes I just haven't got that name right, but I'll just say a name, and it's like 
well, I have Denise is on my mind, and that's Denise. And it really wasn't Denise. It's somebody else's name, but who knows? So you just keep rolling and smiling and get through it. This was Drew's advice to me. If you mess up someone's name, just make up a name because nobody will know except for the person whose name you messed up. That's not a bad idea. I've done that at uh, emceeing events where I'm giving out scholarship money for the Society of Petroleum Engineers, and it turned into a (laughs) gag where... I would. There were some very difficult to pronounce names, and I couldn't double check everything before because everybody was all over the place, right? So, the, we had an over under like six or seven names I would mispronounce, and oh, that's usually smart. I went under. It was I was I did pretty well, and, and I had to read hundreds of names. So I'm pretty good. Set the bar very low. That's usually that's yes. usually um, mm-hmm. a, a good strategy. All right, we were before the break. I said we talk about Wolf Fuller. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Bill O'Brien was asked about him as well today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he's trending in the right direction, but. Obviously, no word yet on whether He's or not, not he'll be in the lineup. Say, this is all right. So, if you're Bill but, O'Brien, but Bill O'Brien translator, yeah, it's early in the week. Can you make a early guess as to what? which way he's leaning. Here's the Bill O'Brien translator. I'm not giving you anything on injuries because why would I if the guy's going to play or not going to play? I'd want the Bills to think he's going to play maybe, So, mm. I, but he's not going to say so he's definitely going to play in case he's not. So I don't know how to translate it other than there is no way you're going to give Buffalo more information than necessary because you want them to prepare for everything. I was surprised he didn't say, yeah, what? Um, yeah, he's feeling better and, you know, we might go back to the 2014 mode of using him as a tight end. I don't know. <laughs> you know, why not? Just I throw just it, it out there. Keeping his arm loose. We might do yeah. some uh, toss passes. You know, they, they got to get And Hopkins, you know, he's, he's thrown a touchdown pass for us, so we feel like we can really use that production. And, you know, I don't know. I'd be saying all sorts of stuff just as a gag or not just to throw it out there. I'd have us shooting practice and run the uh, vish, the wishbone or the veer or something like that just to Do make a Buffalo. Subterfuge. I like that. Yeah, Buffalo pre- to prepare for it. Look, uh, it, it is different when you don't have Fuller as opposed to having him clearly. Uh, but I think, guys, I really think they got to find a way to move the ball on the ground against the Bills. I mean, their best chance in the playoffs is to get some ground production going. I know they couldn't do it against Tampa, and I know the Bills are stout up front. But I just think that with Duke Johnson, Carlos Hyde, the blockers in front of them, they got to find a way to get it done. they got to find a way to make life a little bit easier on this passing attack. And something you could help that passing attack with is hitting the tight ends a little bit more, I think. I know, I, I know that that's one, something they want to do mm-hmm. because, like the run game, it opens up more parts of the offense and kind of makes the defense spread right. itself thinner. And then that's when you can really pop them with something deep with Stills, with Hopkins, and if he's healthy with Fuller. Well, yeah. I know we're going to hear about the Buffalo defense a lot this week, but right now well, through the 2019 season, they were allowing a league low of just 179.2 yards passing per game this season, and that's because of that the pass rush up front and also a very stout secondary. You heard Bill O'Brien really praise some of the guys on that defense, like Tredavious White. He said he might yeah. be one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And then Kevin Johnson, who's up there and has been pretty healthy, playing well. Obviously, he's further on the depth chart than White. Uh, but you got guys like that, and then you got their pass rush with uh, Micah rookie. Hyde has gotten all yeah. pro consideration at safety. I mean, He's been yeah. really good too so, the last few years. No, they uh, Johnny was running the all twenty-two when uh-huh. we were doing the Bill O'Brien show from here earlier, and I was looking at it, and they are really tough up front, they, and they've got they're tough all the way around. They've got it all over the place on defense. So, uh, but teams, certain teams have moved the ball on them, and you got to be one of those. You got to find a way to do it. You got to be patient. And precise, and let's hope that they can find a way to get this done. I just love that Hopkins is not banged up as opposed to last year in the postseason. I just, 
I can't imagine what's going through Deshaun Watson's head right now. He just wants to get back. The whole year has been, has been about getting back to this moment where you can start the postseason off with a bang and do it a whole lot better than you did last year. I like that we, we've completed our loss-win-win-loss pattern for the 2019 season. Yeah. And I really hope that continues, the win-win part at least. The, the win-win part. You, the, the, like I do. I like pattern. John Harris, too. We love our patterns. <laughs> I, I just realized With that John, today. it's something something fun I do. Sort of you're off topic here, but when we're <laughs> a lot of times when we're walking back over from practice to the stadium, if you watch John, he makes sure not to step on any cracks. Like he will, he'll kind of dance around some. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. And one time, like the first time I saw that, I kind of sped up in front of him. And started stomping on every crack, <laughs> and it's like he started quaking with anger because I was like messing up the the you know the, the symmetry. Oh, or that is so. so good. I thought you were going to say you would go right in front of him and just stop suddenly, so he'd have to step. No, on the no, no. I didn't, that that would have. I do that. I do that too sometimes naturally, but I don't make a big deal about it. And in case I step on a crack, I'm not going to really freak out. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's, so I think we all do silly stuff like that from time to time, or is it just me? I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 and no, Johnny. I, I just recognize it and knew I could mess with it. I, I do, I do it, so. like that. I know a few weeks ago we talked about mm. Christmas present for Mark, so I just wanted to give an update. I know you wanted to very badly break some of these uh, offensive records oh for boy. the touchdowns. I didn't get it. You oh, did man. not get it because Deshaun, uh, we had touchdowns in week uh, 16 against Tampa Bay. None of them were passing touchdowns. Right. And then Deshaun Watson didn't play yesterday. But for 2019, the Texans did tie their 2012 record with the most touchdowns, total touchdowns scored in a season with 46. So this year they had 27 passing, 17 rushing, two defensive scores. So collectively they they tied their best season. That is something right there. That 2012 team was 12 and four. Put up they were a really lot good. Of points early, man. They yeah. were 11 and one at one point. Yeah. They had some blowout wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had several blowout wins. And that's pretty good stuff right there. Thank you for that note. Yeah, I thought you'd appreciate that too. They also two yeah. block punts for a TD that year. No, but that no thirty touchdowns. that thirty yeah. touchdown pass mark. It's like landing a rocket on <laughs> Jupiter for this franchise. Like, can we please get this done at some point? Well, had had Deshaun not rested in week seventeen, probably think, you would have been closer. Who had, knows? He had Who the knows? one that Fells called back last oh, week, yeah, and that's it right. ended up being a touchdown anyway, but not a passing touchdown. And then yesterday, you're right that he didn't play and. You know, it was A.J. McCarron out there with the guys he was playing with, and it just wasn't the full arsenal. Mm, yeah. It was a rushing touchdown. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we've got full and final segment. We're going to go over the Texans' 2020 opponents, and then also we're going to break down this AFC playoff picture and what we can expect after this weekend. And we'll look ahead just a little bit. That's all coming up. One final segment of Texans All Access. For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com. ConocoPhillips is the world's largest independent exploration and production company based on production and proven reserves, and we're committed to giving back to the communities we serve. During the 2019-2020 school year, Toro's Math Drills assisted over 1,500 teachers across 12 states and impacted more than 100,000 third and fourth grade students. ConocoPhillips and the Houston Texans share the goal of doing great things for Houston and look forward to another exciting season on the gridiron and in the classroom. Miller Lite is brewed for every Texans fan who knows the best football in Texas is played in Houston, period. And the best beer in Texas is brewed just down the road. Because when it comes to your team and your beer, you never compromise. That's why we brew Miller Lite with great taste and only 96 calories. Miller Lite. 
hold true. Celebrate responsibly. 2018 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Average analysis, 12 fluid ounces, 96 calories, 3.2 grams carbs, less than 1 gram protein, and 0 grams fat. This is Deshaun Watson. The bomb from Deshaun Watson. And you're listening to Texas Radio. My goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we're back at Texans. Uh, for Texans All Access Fed Workers. I'm like, I can't even breathe. I'm laughing so hard because that screaming is Mark, is Vanderkid 2 who just got a bingo. And he's so thrilled. Like he just won. Like the lottery. Yes. He, it's a winner, new winner. He's screaming winner. Did he actually win, Brooke? Did he actually win? Did he actually win? win? A lot, a lot of, people of people won, won on 2019. Doesn't matter. He won. Okay. He's Give so the kid <laughs> the franchise. That's what I say. So we're going to draw a raffle. Yeah. So, uh, so he just won. And yeah. uh, there's a lot happening right here yeah, yeah. at Fuddruckers with the bingo. We, t- we play Texans bingo during the commercial breaks here during the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show. And it's a huge game that we never really talk about much on the air. But it's going on here. And believe me, they're focused in. All this these crowd's people dialed in on it. And uh, when people win, they get really excited. I don't know how we had like 17 winners to this last game, but that's precisely what happened. Yes. And Vanderkid 2 was one of them. Vanderkid so 2 was just the, had to set it up. He was the loudest one of all of them. Okay. But I was, we were all really excited for him. Mm-hmm. All right. The Texans 2020 schedule has been set now that the 2019 regular season's over. You mean the opponents on the schedule. Uh, the opponents on the schedule. Well, you, you know your home and away teams. Mm-hmm. You just don't know when the actual is. schedule. Yeah. Yes. You're, that's correct. April for that. It's, it's sometime between September and December that this will all take place. So, so where are we like going? All right. Away, you want the away games first? Yes. All right. Besides the divisional games, Colts, Jaguars, Tennessee, mm-hmm. the Texans will also be up in Chicago. Love in, it. In Cleveland. Love that. In Detroit. Well, I'm okay with that. In Kansas City. What if it was Thanksgiving? Oh, gosh. Kansas City. And in Pittsburgh. Some Ooh, fun Pittsburgh. road trips for the Texans traveling. These fans. are real hard-nosed NFL road trips. I mean, you're going to Cleveland. You're going to Chicago. You're going to Pittsburgh. NFL towns, man. Now, Detroit is – CBS has the Thanksgiving game. Yes. Right? And CBS has the AFC. So there are only two possibilities there for Thanksgiving, unless there's some sort of flex thing that I'm not aware of. Which I think – there could be, but I, yeah, it's it's a very good chance that the Texans are playing on Thanksgiving Day in Detroit, just like they did the last time they played in Detroit, which was 2012. Mm-hmm. So why do you think it can't be any other AFC team except for the Colts? And the, well, because the only, those are the only uh, two teams they play for. You right. Only, you yeah. only play one division across conference, right? The oh, NFC that's true. North plays the uh, yeah NFC that's North true. plays the yeah. AFC South. So and those are their two. Those are their two home games that they're hosting, right? Colts okay. and Texans. Uh, the last time, uh, so I've never been up to Detroit. I've never been up to Chicago. Those are the last two stadiums that I've got left to visit in the NFL. Well, Chicago Soldier Field is weird because it's got a lot of history to it, but they built this sort of spaceship stadium inside the old facility, and they completely ruined it. They completely <laughs> ruined the charm of what Soldier Field was, which is this historic monument, really, to professional football. And the stadium they built inside of the old structure, or however they did it, is not a bad stadium. But they really had zero respect for the architecture of the old. And if you had to do it all over again, you'd do it completely differently. But 
uh, and I hate the broadcast booth there. But anyway, it's a, it's a cool place to go. There's no doubt. You're in Chicago. You're playing the Bears. It's going to be awesome. All mm-hmm. right. Let's switch gears and talk playoffs. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Who's coming to NRG Stadium? Oh, you want to know that, too? Yeah, because we're know. not taking those trips. Uh, Colts, Jaguars, Titans are right. here, obviously. And then we've, we're hosting the Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals, Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, and New England Patriots. All Actually, right, so great, some great home games for the great fans, Great home too. games. The Packers are coming to NRG Stadium mm. for the first time since 2012. Yeah. And that was not a pleasant memory at all. And the only other time they've been here was Brett Favre winning on a Sunday night. So both Packer visits have been on Sunday nights. Right. Uh, that was the old Sunday night football slate on ESPN, and they won it on a late field goal. That and was Al just McGuire a... and Dan Patrick and those guys. Yeah, or yeah Mike that Patrick. was. Mike Patrick. Mike Patrick. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Uh, and the Patriots coming here along with the Ravens. I like that you have to play the Patriots and the Ravens here. here. Gosh, what are the Patriots going to look like next year? Do if Brady's still on the team, it's going to be interesting. Do you think that once again the, the league puts the Patriots-Texans game in primetime? I mean, I think they're still not over the fact that this coaching staff came from New England where the rest of us are like, oh, yeah, yeah, we get it. I mean, it's, we face each other every single year. Lots of primetime possibilities, though, with that schedule. I, mean, I know, but I kind of want to play a different team on primetime. Is what that I'm, wrong? That's what I'm saying. Like, you've yeah. got a lot of options because you have the Ravens. you got the, the Well, that's what you Packers. think, but yeah. they think. Let me throw this one out at New you. England what if Brady's not on the team? Does, how does that change their prime time presence? He's going to be on the team, Mark. I, what if he's I, in Indianapolis? I don't know. <laughs> he's he not threw, going to Indianapolis. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> He's not. What? He's Why not. wouldn't he? Brady in Indianapolis? With jo- what if Josh McDaniels takes a job? No, it's not. It's not happening. Well, that's the thing. J- that's McDaniels what- did take that Colts job, and then he decided not to. How about the teams that are interviewing him again? Which Why would you even? Maybe maybe you just want to interview a bunch of candidates I, well, for comparison's look, sake. It, because he's a hot coaching candidate. Listen, it is a seller's market for coaching candidates, right? If you're Ron Rivera, I don't know. Look, if he likes Washington, great. Good for him. But if mm. I'm Ron Rivera's agent, I'm thinking, I've got my pick of the litter exactly. here. I'm the top candidate on the market who's actually available. Now, McDaniels, you have to get permission. We all know how that is with the Patriots. Let, let's just see if that could actually take place. But he Look. said yes last year. They had a press conference. It was on the Colts or website. Two years, ago. two years ago. Oh, sorry. Two years ago. And then it didn't happen. So after right. that, I would be... As I, I don't know how every team isn't just really wary of even if he does agree to be your head Maybe. coach, that he'll change his mind or the Patriots will yeah. counteroffer with something better. Big red flag for sure. Big, yeah, big, no, that's a good big, point. big red that's flag. A good point. That, because, that, like, how, why, why did you not fulfill the commitment last time? And will you do yeah, the same thing again? Will you, I would doubt you'd do the same thing again. Um, but this thing, kind of thing has happened before in coaching where, you know, coach says he's going. Dana Altman, who went from Creighton to, uh, where, where did he go? Oregon. But he went somewhere else first. I forget. Anyway, it's, it's happened it's from time to time. not the same, but okay. No, it's that Bobby <laughs> Kremens. Bobby Kremens Creighton, did it. Okay. I'm thinking college basketball guys, but it's happened before in coaching. <laughs> uh, back Similar. to Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. He's either A, a masochist, or B, just he's got to be getting – Triple what he was making in, in Washington. Why would you do? Why would you why take would you? that job? Because if Dan Snyder puts it in writing that you have full control over everything, you might take that job. Bruce Allen's gone, so you don't have to deal with him anymore, which was a big oh, you can bring issue around. with some mm-hmm. of the guys there. Does that also mean you have amnesia over what's happened there the last twenty twenty five years? Yeah, maybe years? not. I, look, I don't know. Maybe they they make I mean, him that make him He can't refuse a revolving door. Well, he must. He must get. There must be more to it than just a head coaching job. He must be able to bring a lot more with him. All right, yeah. let's. Can we switch gears and talk playoffs? Switch before. Okay. Here's Who a fun do you fact. Think the Texans should play in the AFC title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get there, Drew. Don't you worry. We will get. 
get there. We've got a ways to go before that. Uh, for the 30th consecutive season, four teams have made the NFL playoffs that didn't make it the previous year. Can you so wait a minute? Name they, the four teams. So four teams. Four plus teams, I should say. This year it was. Four teams get in that hadn't been in the was, year before, it and was that's five happened. This year. That's yeah. happened thir- at least four teams. Thirty years in a row. That's phenomenal. Get the Bills. That's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. There are 12 teams in a league, so that means 25% churn on the playoffs minimum every year. That's good stuff. Which means that your your entire process of the draft mm-hmm. and you know how you pick players and right. that that that's all working for you because Vikings? there's a lot of turnover. Were they in it last year? The Vikings. Vikings. So you the got Bills, and Bills the Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah, because the first Cousins year they missed it, huh? Mm-hmm. After there's an having easy, the there's Minnesota an easy one. There's an easy one right in front of you. Wait, wait. Teams that weren't in last year. What mm-hmm. am I thinking of? Uh, uh, don't don't like do this super to me. Oh, the 49ers? Oh, and then the 49ers, yeah. yes. But easier, I think. Easy, oh, easier than the 49ers? Mm-hmm. Uh, you just saw them here. Oh, we're, oh the, I, I keep getting <laughs> Tennessee, yeah, because Tennessee, they were in yeah. it two years ago. So you They weren't in they it were, last year because right. they were yeah. edged out by the Colts. And the same thing with the Bills. They were in it two years ago and lost to Jacksonville in the wild card weekend. Right? They were, yeah, so they've made it two of the last three years. They just didn't make it last mm-hmm. year. And then the Packers were the other one. There was a joke around here two seasons ago before the season started that, you know, nine and seven, that's oh, what Packers. the Texans do. Well, the Titans have gone nine and seven in the last four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's they, four straight They do it a lot. Ago. Yeah. And Texas have gone 10, 11, and then they had 9, 9, 9. So. That's true, but it's been with different quarterbacks, and this year it seems a little bit different with Ryan Tannehill because they didn't really start the season yep. off with Ryan Tannehill, although it was kind of fun to see Marcus Mariota and Tannehill back there, so I wonder if they're just putting stuff on film. So I was looking down or doing a read or something. All of a sudden I put the binoc back on the uh, <laughs> formation, and I see number 8. I'm like, that's what's, not Tannehill's number. It's like, what's 8 yeah, doing out there? what's yeah. number 8? I'm like, Mariota's in the game. So for a moment I thought, I didn't say it on the air, for a moment I thought, is Tannehill the same hurt thing. and yeah. I missed it? Like, did he get, did, did he, you know, run off the field or something with some sort of ailment? But Mariota in there for one pass and he completed it. Good They're for him. Just being sneaky, I think, showing something on film that you. Yeah, can you got to get ready so. for that. And Mariota's a really talented athlete. I mean, if you can work him into the game, he can do some damage with his legs. And you know, obviously, he's you know he's not inept throwing the football. He's just not a, as good a quarterback as Ryan Tannehill is right now. I mean, the downside of the Texans losing to the Titans is that they lost to the Titans. But I think the upside is they are going to give the Patriots a run for their money. I think that's a tough Titans team. To defeat, mm-hmm. even if even if the Patriots are at home, but coming off the loss they had against Miami, where Miami yeah. was a sixteen point favorite in that game, like we yeah. were watching that game, I thought I can't believe Kansas City is going to get a bye because that, things that you didn't think were going to happen are going to happen. For what them. a miraculous day for the Chiefs! Really miraculous, you know. And uh, for Eric Bieniemy, who gets to interview for coaching jobs mm-hmm. and during a bye week. As opposed to, it's a little tight, you know, if you're playing this weekend. Like, I'm a little busy, okay? I'd love to interview. but And it's awkward for those assistants in that situation. But good for him that he gets the freedom to do that. Now, look, that was a miraculous game. Ryan Fitzpatrick out-dueling Tom Brady Funniest in Foxborough. Funniest one. And how about that, though? How I about Fitzy getting the job done for the Dolphins? And, look, the Dolphins, I have a lot of friends who work for the franchise and everything. A lot of friends in Miami. They were, I mean, for a five-win team, it's like they just won the Super Bowl. They got the job done against New England again. They've beaten them a lot. Tannehill has beaten the Patriots a lot. Anyway, you have Fitzy doing it, and then the Patriots have to play on a short week. Which they haven't played this first. I I knew that the Patriots were going to be a primetime game. I just knew it because... They're the Patriots. They're the Patriots. They never play on this wild card week, and everyone wants to see them. They could play, play. football against Protozoa, <laughs> and it's going to be in prime time. 
Okay. But the, the how, up, how great is that yeah. about though the Dolphins? Everyone says they're tanking this season. They're not. Mm. They're going to go zero and sixteen. They wind up winning five games, and the last one is the one we see yesterday. They go into Foxborough and just. That's, that's darn near crippling for what we've seen from right. the Patriots franchise the last 10, 15 years. I mean, they, they've got to have that first-round buy everyone talks about if they want to go to the Super Bowl. You know, it's funny because it. I, I heard the afternoon guys talking about, like, well, the, the old line you had in the playoffs last year and Julian Davenport and where is it? Julian Davenport started the last eight games for the Dolphins, right. you know? And I'm not saying he did great or anything, but they were able to win some games. They won three of those yeah. games, and including yesterday. So good for them. And... I, I hate the idea of tanking, you know? To me, Joe well, Burrow they, looks like he's going to be really good. Not. Clearly they did not tank. I mean, Joe Burrow looks like he's going to be really good. But let me tell you something. What's the guarantee of that anyway, you know? And I like doing this for your fans. So, I, I you know, hats off to them. Flores looks like he kept that team together. I mean, that team started playing better as the year went mm-hmm. on with a lot of talent that might not be so talented. And they were able to do that. They have 1,000 draft picks. They've got to draft correctly. A thousand draft picks doesn't mean you're going to, you know, automatically stockpile Pro Bowl talent. So they got to get the job done there. But good for them to do it. And look, from a look, you, you know how I feel about the Patriots. Yuck. And then you see them on a short week. They don't get the buy that they thought was in the bag. At least their fans thought was in the bag. And I just love this misery that they're going through right now. I mean, Belichick, the post-game speech when they won the AFC East by beating Buffalo, and he said it's playoff time. It starts right now with Miami. Yes, 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 playoff focus. And then you lose to Fitzy. This is awesome stuff. I mean, you know, sometimes you have those moments away from the Texans that you love, and I loved yesterday. You loved watching I loved it. And we were getting ready for our game, but we were kind of watching – and before the, our booth pregame show began, we were able to watch the finishing touches of that one, and it was beautiful. I mean, what if the Titans come in and play spoiler, and then they upset New England at New England? Because New I think they can do it. I'm not saying they will, it. but I'm saying they can. I mean, Tannehill's playing well. Mm-hmm. Henry is just almost impossible to stop. It seems like, you know, you really have to... I'll do you one better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they go and they upset him. And then they go on the road the next week and they win. Meanwhile, the Texans <laughs> win their next two AFC title okay. game. Oh, right, right here. here. Okay, yeah. I know the fans yes. here, like Mar- Bobblehead Mark is saying, you, yeah, I figured that one out already, that you would host the Titans in the AFC championship game. If Bill O'Brien <laughs> is listening, I'm very sorry. I'm sorry to bring this up. It's one day at a time. We're getting ready for a good Tuesday. But, with that yes, being that s- is out there as a possibility. With that being said, I did promise my middle son, like, months ago that if we ever hosted an AFC championship game, I would let him go, and then I would let him miss school the next day, thinking, okay, we'll just cross that bridge when we come to it. Yes, but, you will. Listen. Yeah, I did. I know everyone's, like, everyone's like in shock. But this was, like, in September. I got news for you. Is he going to be on Richmond at, like, 2 in the morning partying? It wouldn't even be Richmond. Know. Would it be Washington at? Well, where would it be? Like the, I don't know if he'd be going Rockets to the post parties, too. He's 12. If the Texans were in the AFC Championship game and won, everybody's missing school and That's work. That's what I'm thinking. The city's going to shut down. That's what I'm thinking. I think that these, yes. are, these are moments in your life that you may not get to see. And, you know, my parents will probably kill me for saying that because they were very big into go to bed on time. <laughs> Football is not that important. Get your homework done. But I think that's why I love it so much is because it was always this thing that, you know, you weren't allowed to be watching. You know, when, the, the when and, uh, Johnny was bringing up the Red Sox and when they went through the, you know, since 1918 drought and everything, they finally won the World Series in 2004, right? And they beat the Yankees along the way, coming back from 3-0 and all of that. When they won the World Series in 04, a lot of people in New England, media said, it's the biggest event in New England since the Revolutionary War. That might be overstating it a bit. 
But if the Texans won the Super Bowl, I mean, how huge would that be in the city of Houston? It's like I mean, the biggest would... event in the city of Houston since the city of Houston, <laughs> since Sam Houston, <laughs> in, in history. since the Battle of San Jacinto, something like, I don't know, it probably wouldn't be, but, you know, because we do have NASA here, we do have some things going on in this, in this town, but it would be so monumental. All right, it's round one. Stop me. I I, <laughs> Clearly, I've had too Mark, much milkshake. Mark, who's telling us not to get ahead of Let's ourselves? Let's have a good okay, Tuesday. Just, just off, yeah. I'm focused on tomorrow. I like tomorrow. it. I like, I like yes. the positive thinking. You need to speak into existence. Listen, I'm, a, I'm allowed to what if. It's sports. Of course you can. It's, it's, it's radio. But I like where you're going with this, because with the Tennessee Titans playing up in New England, <laughs> back to them, yeah. then, then they... Back then to they, this whole scenario. They have to play Baltimore in the second, and I'm not right. saying, and I'm not saying that Baltimore is easier or harder than Kansas City. But you know, you've you've beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and Baltimore is just, you know, it's a hard team for anybody Look, to stop. They're they're both. If they're you, both. If you win this weekend, high caliber teams. Yes. Let's just put that out there. They're both but, ridiculously tough, and the Chiefs did beat the Ravens. Now this is both before the Ravens really caught fire. I'm wondering what the Ravens are going to be like after arresting a lot of players yesterday, yes. then having the bye, and then can they rev it back up the same way? I think in their offensive system, I hate to say the word easier, but maybe it's more rev up a bull after a break than a lot of other offensive systems. Still, I maintain, no matter what happens, mm-hmm. this Ravens team, I believe, is better than any other Ravens team that's ever existed. That includes both of those I agree, winners. I agree, because both sides better. of the football look so yes. good. Yeah. yeah. I agree. And, you know, special teams throw that in no as matter, well. Even if they implode the first, you know, next week, I still think this is better than either of those teams at one. I think the good thing is that you've played both of these teams this year. And while they know you, the players also have prepared against this team before, too. So it's not like you, you're on a short week as it is. You only have one week to prepare for your biggest game yet. But, you know, you, you've, you've played against you know, Obviously, the Bills, that's not the situation for this week. But you've got Josh Allen, who's a rookie. You know, it's his first time. They're on the road. It's You're at home. It's crazy how we're ending the show, and Mark's, like, waving these, this young family away, telling them to get yeah, out of the yeah, Mark, Mark hates children. Yeah. He's just telling the children. They're, well, his, they're his kids. Scrooge over they're here. They're his kids. What, I just, can I just say that well, there was one time where Mark was waving That's elderly gentlemen to, to take a, a small child out of the restaurant, and I told Mark, I said, I know that that was your father-in-law, right. but the most people here at Fuddruckers probably thought you were like, Get that kid giving out of nasty here. looks to yeah. some poor old elderly man. All right, that's going to do it for Texans All Access. <laughs> We've got Texans <laughs> Replay tomorrow, correct, with another two hours of Texans yeah. All Access Yeah, tomorrow. we do. We have the special New Year's Eve edition of the program. Hey, tomorrow's New Year's Eve. Tomorrow's this New is what Year's football Eve. does to you. I have no idea what's going no on with the rest either. of civilization. So drink some champagne and listen to, uh, <laughs> to yes. John Texans Harris. Radio, or whatever you want to drink. You know, doesn't yeah. have to be champagne. Is the Restaurant open tomorrow, by the way, Fuddruckers people. It's got to be right. It's got to be open tomorrow. It's got to be open. Yeah, everything's open. People are working on New Year's. I Eve. guess we could have done the show. Would you guys have come if we did a New Year's Eve show tomorrow? They would have been here. Uh, oh. Some of them are like, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, they'll say yes now. What difference is it? We're glad we saw you tonight. We're, we're glad, glad we saw you. We're glad we did this tonight on a short week because you know it is game week Tuesday because tomorrow's more like a Wednesday because Saturday's a Sunday. So, so it is New that. Year's Eve. Happy mm-hmm. New Year's, everybody. That's going to do it for Texans All Access. Thanks to all of you for coming out. And as always, go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Without Verizon Up, your football season could sound like this. You call that a throw? Put me on that field. You know I was all conference in high school. Would have went pro if it wasn't for my appendicitis. And here's what it could sound like with Verizon Up. Scott Miller, follow me to your seats. They're all the way down in row one. 
The network more people rely on gives you more, like NFL tickets and experiences with Verizon Up, only on Verizon. Based on metrics by IHS Markets, Root Score Reports, 1H 2019 of four mobile networks. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Let's observe the inflatable noodle man. His constant undulating entices people to look at me, look at me. He's tireless and brainless, a literal airhead. Curiously, however, the inflatable noodle man, when hearing that Geico not only saves people money, but also has an award-winning app that makes it easy to manage one's policy, he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Just ask an inflatable noodle man. Carefully, they are unpredictable creatures. Predictable creatures.